0: Hello and welcome to Clamp, the creating, living, and making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and I'm joined by Adam Mackey. Hello. And Morley Kurt. Hello. How's everyone doing this
1: week? What are you working on, Morley? I'm doing good. Grant, you sound very serious this week. It's more serious than last time.
0: (laughs) Well, that's probably because I haven't had enough beers. But I'm working on it. Don't worry. I, 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 I
2: thought it was gonna be the opposite. Oh
1: <laughs> no, this is only beer number three. Oh nice. Classic. So you're you're right as right on schedule. Yeah. Um, so I have been chugging away at my Because We Make Enlighten Us Challenge project. Posted my first little teaser today. Um yeah, I'm really excited about this. I think I went through six design iterations total. Like, I actually, I actually floated this idea to Vincent and Ethan back in like February when they were asking for challenge ideas, and I was like, "Oh, light fixtures, that'd be awesome." (laughs) Um, And then, like a couple months later, I got a first idea, and then over the past couple months, that has morphed very quickly. Um, But what I have now, I'm very, I'm just like looking at it over there. It's
0: cool. I look at the, uh, it's, the the little teaser looks really cool. And of course, you got like one of them Edison, like super cool light bulbs. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. adds to it.
1: Yeah. So, okay. I'll, I'll I'll reveal a little bit. So it's going to be a reading light. So one of the challenges was you don't want a reading light to be too bright, right? Because if it's dark and you're reading, like one of the nice things about a reading light is that it doesn't, if someone's sleeping on the other side of the bed, then it doesn't wake them up. Um, so mm-hmm. I actually spent like a long time trying to find the right bulb. Um, I was looking into dimmers, but looking into smart bulbs, neither of those I didn't really want to go down to. I was like, oh, I'd be just so, I'm, I'm kind of like a keep it simple guy. If I can, I want to reduce it down to like its essence and not add unnecessary complication. Um, so I got a few different options because Home Depot, you can just return stuff and easy, easy refund. So that's kind of my strategy. Um, so like just a, the lowest lumens standard LED bulb was still pretty bright, but this Edison style LED bulb, like it's still an LED, even though it looks like it has the really pronounced filament inside is a lot warmer and a much more comfortable, uh, light output for reading. So it's great. I'm kind of happy that worked out because it also looks way cooler as well, but it's also nice because those bulbs aren't crazy (laughs) bright. So, I totally bought a
0: one of those bulbs for the challenge as well, and then I've changed my ideas about fifteen times. So <laughs> anyways, we'll get to that later when we talk about what I'm doing.
1: Nice. yeah, it's I mean I'm like
2: so intrigued to see how you've made that lampshade
1: oh that I posted today. Mm. all will be revealed. Yeah, I haven't made it on
2: social media today. I just looked it up.
1: yeah, I'm um it's really good. I was feeling a bit of a crunch this week because. I'm going away like the challenge is due to 17th August 17th and I'm going away like the 15th so I was like I want to have everything done before I leave um but now I feel like in a much better spot I think as I mentioned earlier I tend to like underestimate my productivity So like two days ago I was like oh my god how am I get all this done but now I feel like I have everything under my belt hmm. yeah. I
0: wish that I could feel that same way ever in my life <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um yeah, other than that I've been working on some embossed leather keychains for the Makers on Zoom having Coffee Crew. Uh which has been a really cool experience. It's it's been like a nice nice experiment because I feel like the leather embossing with 3D printed stamps is something that I'd really like to do more. So like this was the first production level run I did of uh this cuz this is 16 total um dyed different colors and stuff and just finished those up today, so she'd be sending them out soon. Very That's really
0: helpful. cool. That's For any of our listeners who don't know what Makers on Zoom Having Coffee is, it's a uh, weekly, or currently hosted weekly uh, video chat on Zoom that uh, Morley hosts uh, every Saturday at 11 o'clock Eastern. Um, yes. And uh, coffees are not mandatory. And no, if you it can goes past any,
1: noon, any beverage in a mug.
0: Is that that 11 a.m. or 11 uh, p.m.? 11 a.m.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I want to do some um uh, like obviously that's not the best time for Oceana, Australia. Um
2: So that would be 9 p.m. for me.
1: Would it? No, it'd be later. Wouldn't it be like no. 1 a.m.?
2: No, it'd be mm. 1 a.m. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we had it, we had an yeah. um Sam Wilkinson of Urban Goods. He's popped in a few times and he's like, he's like wakes up in the middle of the night to come on. (laughs) So we want to do a, um, a couple like makers on zoom, having beers, like cocktail hours sort of thing. (laughs) So it would be, I guess, 9.00 PM for us, 11.00 AM for, for Australia. So a little more just able to get a different side of the world. Not so great for like the Europeans, but, uh, yeah, we've had, we've had, I don't know, like 15 now. So, Uh, yeah, that's great. Awesome group. If anyone wants to uh, join in on those any Saturday, let me know. We're always welcoming yeah. new faces. Uh, last thing, I've been working on a leather tripod strap for my other podcast host, Ryan. He's a big photographer, so he wants like a strap so he can carry his tripod around to do like photography out and about. Cool. Uh, so that's been like a cool project. It's been a hmm. little bit of like product development because it's not really like a standard item which is always fun I
2: was gonna say yeah because mine, mine came with like a carry bag with a strap but it doesn't like the strap doesn't go on the actual tripod
1: yeah so this will like just the naked tripod collapsed so he can kind of carry it over his back like a like he would yeah. a rifle or something it's cool <laughs> it's like I've, I haven't really done a strap like this before and I feel like it's a good skill builder in my mm-hmm. like ongoing quest to eventually build some like larger, more complicated leather items. So yeah, just kind of started that and working on that between other stuff. Cool. cool.
0: Oh, well, what about you, Adam? What have you been working on? What's in your clamps?
2: I've actually had a pretty productive week, not in the shop as much, but more, um, still trying to edit this B roll footage that I was talking about last week. I, because I'm learning a new program as well, like I, th- I think I'm going to pause on that and edit a video first just to get the basics down and then I can start moving into the more difficult stuff. But I started on the Enlighteners Challenge actually making it yesterday. I put a sneak peek on Instagram as well, just like Morley. Honestly, and um,
1: check
2: it out. using my new camera, like it's such a different experience. Like when I, was w- when I had the phone and I'm sure – Oh, I think you think a lot more than I do about short screen, but like with the camera it was with the phone, it was just like point and shoot and then edit whatever I have, you know, whereas like I changed lenses a few times, I'm like actually framing up the shot and zooming in on stuff, and like it's just I don't know it just feels more real if that makes sense, like it I don't know like it just yeah it it feels really good, and like it's um it's just like such a different experience like yeah actually thinking about what i'm shooting and stuff and and that and like you know like i got i got a wide angle lens as well so put the camera at the back like thinking about put the camera at the back of the shot so i can zoom in a little bit and pan across that looks like a slider and stuff and and all that so it's cool and my um the camera got's got wi-fi so i can connect my phone to it and actually like focus on the on like the screen on my phone oh, really? and then press record. Yeah, mine is that. Which time. is really good. It's,
1: I haven't used the remote yeah. function, but just getting pictures from my camera to my phone really quickly. I use it for that all the time.
2: I haven't done that. I, th- I think it's just, it's really good. Um, Like I, I stood directly in front of the camera and it was really good to like make sure I'm in frame and focus it on my face. And then I just press record and leave it. And I, turned, I stopped the recording on the actual camera, but I just find it really good to be able to see from in front of it, like where I am in frame, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: So my, uh, my yeah, GoPro that, does really that as well, but, uh, I've, I don't know, like I, I used it like three times to like set up shots. And then, uh, the app started being shitty cause it's GoPro and their user interface team is the, like yeah. the one of the worst. Uh, it like <laughs> reminds me of using a 1990s laptop,
1: but, uh, <laughs> Anyways, well, like... Honestly, that's, like, the Lumix <laughs> camera app that I use. I feel like all yeah. all digital camera apps are terrible. Ah,
2: yeah. It- Mine, mine's really annoying, too. Like, you would think, like, the the camera's always connected to the Wi-Fi. The phone's connected to the same Wi-Fi. But every time I turn on the camera, I have to go through the whole procedure of setting up the link. I have to go through the settings on the camera, set it up so it's trying to find the phone, make the phone find the... like. Why, why can't I just open the app with the camera turned on and it's all set up already?
0: Right. Really That's exactly why I stopped using it because it yeah. was exactly like that and I went, I'm not doing this. I'll, That's I'll the only time the I'll the use camera. it is when
2: I'm on camera. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because I'm trying to get specific shots though. Like I'm trying to get myself where like my face, like I'm I'm as close to the camera as possible without cutting off the top of my head sort of thing. Yeah. Like, Yeah.
0: So I
2: I'm, I'm excited so, for this. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I um I went to work today planning on editing like what I recorded yesterday and then realized that I forgot to transfer all the footage and left the SD card in the camera at home. <laughs> so so I just played No Man's Sky all day so that was fine but well
0: yeah. <laughs> well tomorrow I, um, there's always tomorrow.
2: Yeah. I applied for a new job today, so that's a bit like nerve wracking, or oh, last night nerve wracking, but exciting. Mm-hmm. Same as what I'm doing, but it's um like being a trainer. It's so, like I'll train people how to do my job, yeah. like a teacher, cool. um, which is a bit exciting. But it's like for the new, it's we have new trains coming, so it's like for a project team. So like I'll be learning the new trains and then teaching people how to use them and and all sort of stuff. So hmm. yeah, oh, a bit nervous luck. about that. I've I've never like applied for a job the way that they wanted it like you have to write you have to fill out like question you have to answer questions of like an essay but like the questions are based on the actual job it's not you know but i don't do the job so how would i know the answer (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was really hard but um my wife i i honestly i said to my wife i'm not going to get it so i'm not going to bother and she like pushed me to do it so really um shout out to my wife shout out (laughs) nice yeah. yeah. Well,
0: if anything, so, at least you you give it a shot and you gain that experience. Uh, yeah, that's and what so that
1: said.
0: So that next time yeah. you'll know what you're to expect and maybe you can prepare yeah. better. It yeah. seems like this would be a really good segue into something. But uh, instead, let's go <laughs> on to what I've been working on. If you're all done.
1: Great. You're really going to ruin that segue yeah, 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 talk about yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I also have a good segue too. Right. Uh, anyway, so – uh, at the, the, I've been working again on that, uh, dead rise woodcrafts maker swap. Um, and I broke some clamps, if you can believe it. Um, I was trying to break, uh, so I've got this old piece of wood and I wanted to break it instead of like cutting it in half. I wanted to try and break it in half. And I was, uh, trying to use like a, a fulcrum and, uh, and lever kind of, and, and I had it clamped. On one side with some just, uh, you know, spring clamps or not spring clamps, uh, quick spring clamps. clamps, the squeeze clamps. the are the ones that everyone hates, or at least that the Jimmy ones that hates. Jimmy loves. Uh, so I was using those. And I, on the other side, I was using a, uh, yeah, on the other side, I was using a regular F clamp, like a metal, all metal bodied uh, Irwin F clamp. And, uh, yeah, it's it overpowered the two. Uh, squeeze clamps I had on the other end and they broke. So that was fun. Uh, the other thing is, I uh, put the final coat. Sorry?
2: I said I've broken a few squeeze clamps.
0: I've never broken one before. So I've I, I broken a couple that were like cheap knockoff brands, but not this. Yeah. Not a real brand.
1: Well, you know, I saw <laughs> at Home Depot yesterday that actually the, the Bessie F clamps are cheaper than the. Irwin squeeze clamps of the same size. So you can just replace it with an F-clamp and just trade yeah. those
0: out. I already bought some more squeeze clamps. Um, how, how, because
2: how much would you yeah. expect to pay for a Bessie clamp?
0: How long? Yeah,
1: it's the uh, length of uh, One
2: meter. Say a one meter.
1: meter? How, how long is that in inches? Like 36 inches. Probably like $35, something like that. Far or out. Five. Yeah. Like probably 90. But then the Irwin squeeze clamps of that size are like 55. And I guess they're more convenient and everything. I feel like the only reason I have squeeze clamps is because I was in a pinch and the hardware store I went to didn't have F clamps. Um, But it's been so long that I I've bought F clamps that now I'm realizing I'm like, oh, there's no reason to buy squeeze clamps anymore if I'm going to Home Depot because the F clamps are actually cheaper and better.
0: Well, they're not always better. (laughs) Yeah. Because the, the, the squeeze clamps, you can operate with one hand and get them to a point of of clamping something, and That's then you good. can come in later with an F-clamp.
1: They are a nice third hand if you're working by yourself, but I feel like I have enough of them now that I don't need more. Like, I would want more right, long go. F-clamps.
2: Agreed. So, the, you know, the um like the basic clamp, and it's like a block thing. It's not like a
0: squeeze clamp. The parallel clamps? Okay.
2: Uh um, I don't know. It's a quick action Revo. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, how much would you expect to pay for one of those? That's like one meter.
1: Okay. So this is like, this is like what you would use. $50. In like a thing up. Yeah.
2: 134 and 28 cents.
0: Oh, dang boy. Ouch.
2: Yes. That's oh, why I don't have Bessie claps.
0: So I Bessie, either. if you want to
2: sponsor me, or any of us for that matter.
0: Oh, so that was the America price. Uh, the cheapest I can find in Canada is $120. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I can go down. I could literally drive to the border and back if the border was open and get it cheaper. But <laughs> anyways, I digress. What else did I do? Uh, put some final coats of varnish on the paddles. Um and this weekend I'll be taking my canoe or my dad's old canoe out on the uh Rito River for a little canoe trip with my family, like a couple hours. Nice. Um, you know, have the little toddler have some fun, hopefully. Um yeah. awesome. I, I noticed that uh YouTube now has the mentions feature, which is really cool. So if you this put in your title sorry. This is new to me. Yeah. It's new this week. I just saw it in the YouTube studio. If you put in your title, like, at, and then you put whoever, like, at Morley Kurt, it uh it mentions them, and then they'll get a notification. There's a separate notification oh. for that. Uh, but That's I think cool. you have to be over 1,000 subscribers because I couldn't find you. Because uh, I tried uh, to update. Oh, my, you mean uh, to tag. The
2: person you're tagging has to have over 1,000.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought that's been around for a little while.
0: I just got to a thousand not that long ago, so maybe it's uh, (laughs) just finally telling me about it. No, because what I noticed is that the the YouTube notifications changed from like a mailbox looking to a bell, and so I looked into it, and now you can see when you've been mentioned. Okay, there's a separate tab.
1: I've also had the mail the bell thing for a while, and this might. Are you opted into like beta, like getting all the beta features? Okay, Never. that's probably why I've seen it earlier because I get just get all the beta stuff. Yeah,
0: I I refuse to do beta testing for anyone because I am so against enough. I am against change. I am old school. I don't know why I just I just I I hate it because anytime there's been a beta testing and I've liked a feature, it didn't make it. It didn't make the cut. <laughs> and any time that I'm like, "This feature's stupid and broken and shouldn't be there," it made the cut, and I went, "Ah, oh, I can't do it anymore."
1: I just like being on. the- I money. think that's why I, I hate beta testing.
2: I don't. I don't want the broken yeah. crap. Like, like I'm a, I'm one of those people that like a new phone comes out. If I'm going to buy it, I'll wait like a few months till they get rid of all the hiccups and then buy it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've been also, uh, so anyways, that was fun. So I tagged all my old videos that were, uh, basically with Pat lap. That's about it. Uh, but, uh, and I tried to, to tag Adam, but, uh, it didn't work. Um, so, oh, and I tagged, uh, for those who've listened to the first two, I tagged, uh, poor man's DIY. So if he still listens to the podcast, he'll know. Uh, anyways, I've uh, also been sanding my old fiberglass trailer. It's uh, a 1976 boulder and uh, one of the previous owners painted it red with, I don't know, some shitty paint that was coming off. So I have been, uh, you know, changing that and
1: uh, yeah. When and you then say uh, trailer, <laughs> you mean like a camper, like a camper trailer? Yes. Yeah, oh, cool. I have a. I just looked this up. Oh. This thing looks so cool. Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, it's a fun. Like it sleeps four, and uh, yeah, what? it's got a little kitchen Do in you it. Sleep and on top of each other. Yeah, it's got bunk beds. Wow! Oh, you literally That's sleep awesome on top to of each other. <laughs> Yeah, you literally sleep on top of each other. It's got bunk beds. Uh so it's like for kids. Like obviously it's like not for adults. It's two adults and two kids can sleep on it, but Yeah.
1: Have you done any like um, long trips in that?
0: Yeah, we went all the way to Newfoundland and back. Dang, that's sweet. Two two weeks. It was fun. Two
2: Wait, how far away is that?
0: Uh it's probably like, I don't know. It was two weeks, two weeks. It was like a week there and a week back. Of driving? So, yeah. But like, obviously, I didn't, I didn't do eight hours. I did like, I like six to eight hours every a day. night and
2: stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, it wasn't like 24 Still, hours. That's,
2: that, that's a hell of a trip.
0: Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. It was, uh, Anyways, I now you've got me confused and I've been I started looking it up because I'm like the Google problem person. Anyways, <laughs> let's not waste more time on that.
2: Yeah. It's you from what grant.
0: Yeah. Ottawa to Terra Nova Previn- uh National Park and back. Uh oh, so yeah. when we went yeah, I know back. Well, so you can google it later <laughs> for anyone really interested. And then when we went back, we went through uh the Cape Breton Highlands uh national park anyways uh so we did like a whole like extra little trip in nova scotia sorry i
1: didn't, I didn't mean um, to derail your train of thought i just looked up that trailer and was like wow the thing is i i just didn't want i wanted to make sure you weren't passing it off as just like a like a trash trailer or something <laughs>
0: like, no man no they're really they're really super cool tra- like campers and mm-hmm. they're totally worth uh restoring um so that's why i'm trying to do that but sweet my abilities and uh, my my wants and my abilities don't line up. But we'll talk more about that later. Uh, so changing – and the last thing is I've been changing my ideas on the Because We Make enlightenment Challenge. And I think it's because I, I have these grandiose ideas and I really think like I can – in my mind, I can do it. And then when I try and like actually put it down on paper, I find myself kind of challenged with – these these like feelings of imposter syndrome or feeling like I, I just can't do it and I can't figure it out in my head and uh, and that leads us into our topic today because we're be really talking about kind of the gap between your perceived skill and your perceived lack of skill or as Ira Glass put it, the taste gap is your gap between your taste and your ability to actually uh, make that thing. Um
1: I feel I think so we should start off by actually reading the quote because I think that's the best the best way to put it. Well Don't, do you have, have it up? Yeah, I have it up, I can do it. Well then go for it. Okay, I think nice. that's great. Okay, so Ira Glass says um, quote Nobody tells people who are beginners, and I really wish somebody had told this to me, is that all of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But it's like there's a gap. That for the first couple years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good. It's not that great. It's really not that great. It's trying to be good. It has ambition to be good, but it's not quite that good. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, your taste is still killer and your taste is good enough that you can tell what you're making is kind of a disappointment to you. A lot of people never get past that phase. A lot of people at that point, they quit. And the thing I would just like to say to you with all my heart is that most everybody I know who does interesting creative work, they went through a phase of years where they had really good taste and they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. They knew it fell short, didn't have that special thing that we wanted it to have. And the thing I would say to you is everybody goes through that. And for you to go through it, if you're going through it right now, if you're just getting out of that phase, you got to know it's totally normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work, do a huge volume of work. Put yourself in a deadline so that every week or every month you know you're going to finish one story. And obviously, in Ari Glass's case, he's talking about stories not making, but it all relates. Um, because it's only going, sorry, because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you are actually going to catch up and close that gap. And the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. It takes a while. It's going to take you a while. It's normal to take a while. And you just have to fight your way through that. Okay. So, yeah,
0: there's a lot there. (laughs) There's a lot there. And I think the only thing like that I think he misses is that it comes in cycles, too. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, so we're going to put up on our Instagram post and up on our Patreon. If you don't have Instagram, you can go to the Patreon public post. I'll include it as an attachment. Uh, the, this little graph that I have of ability versus time. And it basically cycles between your skill at making something versus your skill at seeing or evaluating something. And they talk about it as art. Um, but I think it works for anything you're making. Um, and when I think about it, it's like the, one of the first woodworking projects I ever did was making a cutting board. Um, I basically went into the store, bought some maple, bought some walnut, bought some purple heart, glued it all together. Everything worked great. And it was like this, this thing was like, Oh, I have a, I, I can make cutting boards. I can make any kind of cutting board. Boom. I've made one. It worked out perfectly. As soon as I tried to add any kind of other, that I saw people doing with cutting boards, adding a juice groove, adding anything else, I realized I am not good. My skill at seeing what I could do has far out past uh, surpassed my ability to actually do it. So I needed to make more cutting boards in order to get better at it in order to do I had to make other things in order to see why was I not able to do like, I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, and it goes for for almost everything I get into these like little maker blocks which are like writer's block or anything other kind of block uh I feel like I get into this like like this block where I just go i don't I'm garbage at everything everything I do is like falls apart or looks like crap and I don't understand but I'll look back and I'll go but I was super proud at something not that long ago it mm-hmm. was uh You know, I thought I made the best cutting board ever. And now I look at it and I see all the flaws that I didn't see before because I've gotten better at seeing things.
1: So, do you feel like, Grant, um, do you feel like you're now able to recognize that? And like when those low points are happening, and you can kind of tell yourself, like, this will pass. And I need to do X, Y, and Z to sort of like just use this mindset in its own way until the inspiration and motivation comes again
0: so i only came across this in the last couple of weeks the whole even i the 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 taste gap and this uh, little graph that i saw and i came across it and it just really spoke to me and now i see it and now that's why sometimes i feel like every once in a while i feel like i need a a quick win i need to do a small project that's like even if it's like a, a someone else's plans I need to do it, and then if it works out well, it's a quick win, and I go, yay, I did something, and it kind of gives me that little, like, I'm still good feeling. Yeah. Um, and now I think this this kind of analysis or this, like, knowing this happens to other people definitely helps me in realizing why I do what I do and maybe helps me do with you, figuring out different ways.
2: Do you think there might be a negative to knowing that as well, though? Like, Thinking this isn't turning out how I want. Oh, it's fine because it's just the taste gap. Like, do you, oh. or do you think? Because do you know what I mean? Like, you, you might. I feel like not knowing you would try harder to make it what you want. Whereas, I don't know. I don't know how to try and explain what I'm saying. But
1: no, I think there I, is something there. Yeah. Um. I think the. The risk is that you will really take, oh my gosh, this is so bad to heart and quit. I think that's kind of what Ira Glass Mm -hmm. is talking about in the quote. Yeah, it's more like, I am not good at this. I will quit. Like if you can power through that and say, and be able to take a step back, look at the project you're working on and say, okay, like, why isn't this looking the way I want it to? Um, Versus just like, I don't know, you know, when you're like, you know, when you're getting frustrated with a project and you start kind of maybe forcing a tool a little too hard and you know you're forcing it too hard, mm-hmm. but you don't care. And you're like, this is going to break. And then it breaks and you get frustrated, but you kind of like, you brought it upon yourself, right? Like that's <laughs> the worst. There's nothing <laughs> worse than that. Yes. Um, yeah. and I, I think it's like, I, it's a very, what what this process is, is it's cyclical, right? It's like, you're going to have cycles of motivation. You're going to have cycles of inspiration, and, like, a feeling of flow and connectedness with your work. And it's like you can't really treat all all work the same. And that's something I've kind of come to realize recently is like, for example, yesterday, um, I kind of had a point in my day where I was like, I don't really know what I should be doing right now. I felt like I got a lot done in the morning. And so, like I kind of wanted to relax, but I, I didn't really have a specific thing I wanted to work on. And I was like,, oh, I feel like this would be a good time for just, like, a little bit of wandering and just trying to get inspiration. So I was like, okay, I have to make a return at Home Depot. I had to return that light I was talking about. So I just went, and this is kind of like what we talked about last week, where I, I went for the express purpose of just exploring. And I was like, I'm going to go through all the aisles that I never have gone in before, of which there was a surprising amount. Um, it's funny, like if you you don't realize sometimes that you really just stick in the same rut in a store. But I went through all like the electrical and plumbing aisles and stuff just kind of like looking and feeling all the different materials I kind of came yeah, out of it it's like, like um, okay that i feel like i got something out of that I, I don't know if i can point to it explicitly um but that was a better use it's of like my like
2: client and- from a few weeks ago like you, that's what you said just walk down all the aisles and just look at like just look at everything mm-hmm. you like the things that you wouldn't even think of going near like say um for like you would relate to it like a prop builder, the plumbing aisle is like amazing for prop making. Yeah. But not for plumbing, <laughs> like not for making plumbing stuff, but to like, it. yeah, I, I've done that a couple of times. Like I've just aimlessly walked around the shop looking for things. Like even um, like here, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but to buy, you can buy like a little cart, like a piece of wood with four wheels attached to it, like casters attached to it to like move stuff around that's cheaper than buying four casters <laughs> you know so like but but unless you walk around the shop and see that you wouldn't know you just go buy the four casters and not know you know like you don't see the potential in things unless you actually are just aimlessly walking around
1: yeah yeah i mean it's easy to get tunnel vision and if you're always project focused if you're always like if you only act on projects then you're not really spending much time freeform thinking and letting those other things filter yeah. in. I mean, they will, they will by consequence, in the fact that like you'll just think of something, you're like, look at a spot in your wall be like, oh, that thing could go right there. Um, but just kind of bring it back to the gap that we're talking about, like something I've tried to use those gaps where you're like, things don't really I I can't reach a flow state in my work right now. So let's try to just be a bit more of like a consumer of inspiration and just take a step back and or recharge i just go watch tv yeah well yeah that that too i mean yeah (laughs) the way to keep it sustainable you gotta get a balance
2: this isn't how going this isn't going how i want i'm just gonna leave it alone
0: but i also so i also find it happens with your abilities too so like i know mortise and tenon joinery and woodwork it's gonna be way better than pocket hole screws which is something new to me or even before that what i used to do is just use like three and a half inch long screws screwed through the end grain uh (laughs) because that's the screws i had and that's how i knew how to make things is i would just screw them together with the longest screws i had and that way things would hold uh but as i've gotten Mm. i've actually come into these these problems where i've actually gotten into the point where i'm not confident in moving forward with anything because I feel like my abilities aren't up to snuff with my knowledge of what I should be doing. Hmm. So I have this little gap between what I can do and what I should be doing. Right. So it's like, I know that screwing into end grain isn't going to make a good joint, like a butt joint screwed into end grain, horrible. But,
2: uh, depending on the situation,
0: yeah, well, like everything, but I kind of feel like I get into these, like, ruts where I go, I can't even move forward uh, yeah. because of it.
1: Because you don't feel like you have no, the no. skill to do the thing that you want?
0: Right. But it's like I wouldn't – a year ago wouldn't have known I needed that skill. I would have just done it.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Right. I was going to say,
2: yeah, I, I have a bit of the opposite problem is where I just think I can do everything. <laughs> and then I do it and it turns out like crap. And I'm like, well, what the hell?
1: Yeah. It's Great. But
2: it, I've done dovetails once in my life at school
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I'll watch someone do it on YouTube. And I think, oh, easy. I can do that. <laughs> I know if I tried to do it, I'd stuff it up really. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way.
1: Yeah, I was does that make a mind i was talking about this with someone recently like those early projects where you don't have they're so innocent right because like you don't like you said you don't know what you don't know and you you try something and then once you have a lot more experience it's a lot easier to say like oh like i can't do this i can't do that it's kind of like why people become more curmudgeonly in their old age they've been through everything so they feel like they can jump to conclusions earlier but in those when you don't have as much experience, it's a lot easier just to be like, um, oh, I'm going to try this because you don't know the challenges that lay ahead. Like I think about that when I made, I made like a leather bag a couple of years ago, like a handbag for a charity auction, um, which like is one of my best performing videos today. And now, and I understand why after doing it is because it's a big, difficult project that a lot of people want to do. And I, I haven't made one since because I think that project made me realize like how much nuance there is. And now I almost feel a little overwhelmed because like, if I want to make it again, I want to make it a lot better, and there are all these different things to think about. Um, it's it's fun, and, it's, and that's go on every
2: project. If you were to remake it, you're going to think, "How can I make this better?" I uh, like even even like every time I make a project, I think if I was to make that again, I would do this different. Mm-hmm. I you know like I think no matter what you make, it's gonna that's gonna happen.
0: Right, but sometimes you go. If I was going to do this again, I would do it in a way that I don't currently have the skills or abilities to do. Yeah. Right. Right? And that's where well, I think d- feel like – that's where I have always feel like I'm in the gap well, is that I'm between
1: that. Well, I think that's then a matter of being okay with – um, what's the word? Like not intermittent. Um, like walking upstairs, step-by-step improvement. There's a better word for it, but st- – yeah, that, that's it. Step by step improvement. Like you're not going to get to the very Incre- end of the- incremental. Incremental. That's the word I can think of. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's being okay with incremental improvement, and that's what I th- think is a great thing about making YouTube videos. Because I feel like if you're making videos on a regular basis, then there is no like final video. It's always a slight improvement over the last one. At least in my yeah. head, it's a it's a it makes it a little easier for me to be like.
2: No, this I agree. Like project. every time you put out a new video, you think this is my best video. Yet. Yeah.
1: Which is great. I but, you know, think that's
2: how like, it should be. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And like, you know, even everyone listening at home, like think of the first thing you ever made and then think of what you make now. Your your abilities back then were nothing like they were today. But, you, you know, like even myself, some of the things I've made to these days, like I would think back in the day, like, there's no way I would have ever made that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, when we first started, when, when you first said about this topic, uh, like, honestly, I, I was really confused and didn't understand it. But as soon as I understood what you meant, like, I didn't realize that it's like pretty much every day that this happens. Um, like I think back to my final project for school and like, at the time, like I thought my ability, like I thought, oh yeah, I, I made a chair set outdoor setting for my auntie. And I thought, oh yeah, I can make that. It turned out like crap. Hm. Like everyone told me it was good, but looking back at it, I know like it, it wasn't good. You know, everyone was being nice and stuff, but I if I was to make that again today, I think I could do a hell of a better job.
0: Mm. Right. So your 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 skill has improved to the point where you look at a project and you go, "Oh, I that I, I evaluate that as a poorer project today, but yeah. with your skills at the time, it was good." Exactly, and that's Even, why I think um, it's such an interesting thing to talk about.
2: Yeah, well, I have a project that I started two years ago. I was making um, mini tardises for my mate who's like obsessed with Doctor Who. And they're going to be lamps, which actually probably wouldn't be perfect for the aligners challenge. But um, now I think about it, I sh- they're still in my trailer, like the the lamps. But anyway, I, I made them, I painted them, I left them alone for like a year because like I got stuck on how to put the windows in. Like I, I didn't cut them out beforehand because I forgot. And then I just put it to the side because I couldn't work it out. And now I look at them and I, and I think, that looks like crap. Because I have that more skill set now that or in my head I do of like a year later, I think I would rather just remake it mm. and make it look better. Um which actually now I think I should have done that for the Enlighteners <laughs> Challenge, but <laughs> um but even like the enlightness Challenge. I'm doing wood bending, I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. You know, and um I went to do it yesterday i went to bend wood realized that it wasn't um going to bend as much as i need so then i started soaking the wood in water because honestly like i don't really think i have this skill and um i guess passion maybe passion like to do steam bending so i'm just trying the easier option if that makes yeah. sense and and i was thinking with that like what what would, where would you cross the line between thinking you don't have the skill and taking the easy route?
0: Well, I think that's where a lot of people end up quitting, right? That's the, like, an ultimate, like if you want to do it, then you, you gotta, you can't quit. If yeah. you don't have the skill, work on the skill. You don't know how to make dovetails, cut some dovetails, right? Practice. And I think that's where a lot of it comes down to is that, you know, there's everything gets better with time and practice yeah. and a willingness to fail. You have to have a willingness that not everything's going to work out, right? So you need to have those three things. You need to have time. You need to to put in the effort. And you need to be willing to fail. And I think a lot of people don't have those three things, whether they don't have the time to put it in or they don't have the, the drive to, to practice something or the, and I feel like I, I'm not this one cause I fail a lot, but they don't have a willingness to fail. Like they're not willing to like.
2: They're too scared to, to fail that they just right. don't bother trying. Yeah. 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 Right. um, Yeah. And another thing on that too, I remember seeing something quite a while ago. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but it, it was virtually saying that if you deep down, you might think you want to do something say I think it was about smoking. So like you deep down you think I I want to quit smoking. I don't want to smoke anymore. But if deep down you don't want to, even though you're telling yourself you do, you're always finding an excuse not to.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Which I think goes for making too. You know, you, you tell yourself, Oh, that's not gonna look good. I'm not I can't do that and that because you just don't feel ready.
0: And I think a lot of people get into that argument with themselves about, I don't have that tool, so I can't do it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I do that too.
0: Right. But then I look, I go and look Mm. at whenever I have that conversation in my mind, I go and look at stuff made a hundred years ago before any tool that I thought I needed was invented. I look at that and I go, well, okay, I don't have a knife. Well then maybe, yeah, I don't have the right, I don't have a knife that can do that. Okay. That, you know, But whatever it is, like uh, if you look 100 years ago and you look at the tools they had and what they created and some of the stuff that you see like from old churches and stuff like that and like old woodworking and carving and stuff and just go, wow, the skill and craftsmanship in that. And then you go, oh, I need a cnc to be able to do that yeah that's not maybe
1: yeah. that's not the baby voice yeah that's that's a, like me
2: with like box joints i think oh i'd love to do box joints but i don't have a dado blade so
1: i can't right. do it check out some but you have check out some matthias wendell videos <laughs> no i don't i blew them all up oh yeah <laughs> and that could not dovetail more nicely to my clamendation but I guess on the future, right, episode, well, let's... I will. Well, no, I, I want to say one more thing about this. I'll, I'll, I'll suspend the. the okay, game. I got more things to yeah. talk about. Sir. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess one, I mean, I, I have on my computer screen right now, I have the Zoom call on one side and this graph on the other. And one way that I feel like hmm. the taste gap is super palpable for me is like two years ago, maybe three years ago, I, I made like a plywood light fixture, of... it's like a log cabin with a light bulb inside. I was really happy with it. I look at it now, I still really like it, but I look at it and I'm like, I can make something so much better now. I still love the aesthetic of it. And I think that is because at the time I did have very good taste, but just technically I look at it and I say, eh, I could do a lot better. But now with the Enlightened Challenge, I feel like that's a great opportunity to kind of like bridge that gap because I'm looking at it and it's a, it's a actually a similar vibe. It's a similar aesthetic but kind of a much more refined, developed version of it. And I think that's the great thing about um challenges for one is that it like it gives you an excuse to kind of like go back to something and also like iterating on projects is it it allows you to kind of like track your progress and see I mean I, I love doing all sorts of different stuff as anyone who knows me knows but um, returning to the same kind of theme, it really lets you be like, Oh, I am developing. I'm I'm developing the skill. I guess so on the Fools
0: with Tools podcast, uh uh Steve was talking about how he had some knives that he had made like a year ago and he was finally finishing, finally getting around to finishing them. And he went, I wouldn't be comfortable selling them anymore because of how much my skill has improved this is no longer good enough for me, but he's like, I'm selling them to my patrons and they love me. So mm-hmm. they'll buy them anyways. <laughs> Basically it was how the conversation went. But uh, anyways, I just kind of look like that's the, that's a very interesting way of looking at it because it's, it's, it's very, I think it like dovetails nicely with, with what we're talking about, because I think it's, it's all about how you keep getting better and then, as you get better, you get better at seeing what is good.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's a double-edged sword, right? Like as that example demonstrates. Because I mean, in all, I haven't seen pictures of Steve's knives, but I bet to the lame person, they would look pretty good. And like, and that's exactly the
0: the other thing is it's a it's like it keeps getting smaller, whatever that scale, some sort of exponential scale that keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. Right. So your ability to see is like so refined that you need like a microscope now to see whether or not that's a good knife, right. As you get better and better and better, you you need better, you know, you're basically looking at stuff under a microscope that you later, like the most majority of people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're, it's a very good point.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a good reason why I, I always think of what Jimmy Duresta says is like, don't be so precious about your work. I think you being precious to a certain degree is good. Like having some pride in your work. Um, but you can't get so caught up in it that you lose sight of like a normal person looking at this would think it's pretty awesome. It's always good to remember. <laughs> it's always good to bounce, bounce it off someone who's not inside of your own head. Yeah.
2: um i have a a bit of an example but it's more it's more of the thinking more of the being scared of doing something but then like once you do it so my my wife is like always being scared of tools i mean not not like petrified but like you know she doesn't want to use them anyway so there's a thing going around like with toys at the moment where like people are selling selling like wooden rainbows mm. and stuff and you can buy them painted or raw and we've had this painted one in the house that cost like 10 bucks and my wife's like oh I want to sand it down so I said okay we'll use the belt sander like the the tabletop one and she was so scared to use it and then she used it for the first time yesterday and like fell in love like would oh, not God. leave the shop so I could record and like <laughs> You know, like I, I was happy for it. And now, even today, she's like, I want to start a business. I want to make this stuff. I want to do this. Okay. And like, it's just like, it's insane. But like, until she tried it, because she kept telling herself, no, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. I can't do it, you know, until she tried it. And now, like, the world is just open.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So she's hit that, so, like, that peak of her, her, like, skill is peaking now. It's great. Exactly. That's an awesome. Yeah. thing to see
2: yeah although she said oh i want to because she wants to now she wants to make a business of like making them and selling them and stuff she's like oh i'll buy rainbows and sand them down i'm like i have a bandsaw you could just cut your own yeah, She's she's <laughs> she's not ready for that yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> all um, right well i think uh we're getting a little uh On the on the time running a little late, well, not late, whatever, run a little long, not late, run a little uh, right where we
2: are. There's no, no, there's a pre-show in that time.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, we still have time for we gotta, you know, read our reviews and mention our patrons, (laughs) patrons. So, well, first I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the patrons before we we get into reading reviews because Morley has to figure out um, what accent he's going to be using for for oh. Pittsburgh.
1: Oh I ah, yeah, Mor- look at the
0: dog. Totally f- forgot. Uh so I'm going a big shout out to uh Leroy from uh Big Rock Timberworks. Thank you very much for being an Leroy... F clamp.
2: Leroy...
0: Is that Leroy Jenkins? <laughs> yes. Yeah but I didn't, I didn't know how to do the the big rock a Can you do Hey, Big Rock Denver Works. <laughs> ah, that's a great World of Warcraft shout out. Um, so, yes, thanks for being an F-Clamp level. Um, and uh, anyone who becomes a patron gets access to the after show. Um, and if you're an F-Clamp level, then you get a shout out on the show. And there's a limited supply of those. So, you know get in there before they're all gone and now we're gonna move on to my favorite part of the uh, of the show which is where Morley reads reviews with accents oh jeez okay
1: so all right so our reviewer is from Pittsburgh and I didn't I didn't grow up too far from Pittsburgh it's still in kind of my region of the United States I don't know I feel like I'm just gonna read it in my own voice. The only thing, I'll replace one word with a Pittsburgh slang that I know to be a thing. So okay, let's let's go. Uh, the title is "Keep Up the Great Work," and he says, "Yin's guys are awesome." He says these guys, but if he's talking to us, I'm just gonna throw in that little slang there. Yin's guys is are that, awesome. Is because, that what that is that what John Malecki's thing is? Yeah, Yin's is a Pittsburgh uh, slang that means like y'all. Or y'all's.
2: Oh, okay. I, every time I say it, I think it's like some derogatory slur. <laughs> and
1: now it makes sense though. Yeah. Pittsburgh's awesome city, by the way. Anyway, go on. Uh, would highly recommend visiting. It's great. Um, Yin's guys are awesome. This is an easy <laughs> listen for anyone interested in woodworking or whatever random topics they may end up on. Thanks for a great podcast. I can't wait for more awesome episodes to come. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that is Waven Towel from the United States.
0: So that's uh that's I believe Dead Rise Woodcrafts. Um and uh the Waving Towel is of course the terrible towel. Of course. Yes, because right. he's from Pittsburgh and he told me he wrote a review. So I'm guessing I'm guessing that's him. That's <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. clamp foundations. Y- y- how about Yin's guys skies? Are, are Yin's guys skies ready for, <laughs> I've never heard that before in my life. So are you guys <laughs> ready for clamp mendations?
1: Yeah, it is a weird word. Oh, I don't I actually but- don't know if I've ever heard anyone say it, but I know it's a thing.
2: Okay. Just, just quickly too. like we, um, if you are new to here, so we read out the, any recommendations we get every week. If you want to leave one, leave it on your favorite co- podcast player. If, your podcast player doesn't allow it, just send me a message on the Clampcast Instagram and we'll read it out and you get a shout out. And
1: when Adam says recommendations, he means reviews. Yeah. Is, did I say recommendations? Yeah, you
0: did. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so Adam, why don't you tell us about your Clampmandation for the week?
2: <laughs> okay. My Clampmandation this week is a show on Netflix called How to Sell Drugs Online Fast. I think it's based in, I think it's recorded in the UK, maybe, but um, I don't know. I was really hooked on it, and then they just brought out season two, so that's pretty much what I've been watching this week. Hmm. Other than other than that, um, I was going to clamp Mandation Grant's latest video, but I thought that might be a bit...
0: No, you can totally do that. You should <laughs> tell everyone to watch it. What What made you... Oh, fuck. I even forgot. Oh, God. I swore. Now it's explicit. You already swore. Uh, did I? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I totally forgot I released a video this week. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, so what did you been up to this week? Oh, not checking YouTube studio every five minutes to see whether or not the <laughs> view count <came laughs> went up. Oh. Uh, Right, I totally forgot. That's what I'd been up to. Uh
2: yeah, I really enjoyed your your video this week. It was, I don't know, it just it flowed really well, and the the whole like picture panning thing that I yeah. that we talked about last week, it works really well. Like you, thanks. I I, I think um, anyone watching it wouldn't think, oh, I wish that was a video. Like I think it was great. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, that's thank you. Yeah. I I wish it was video because it really showed me like sneaking up on a deer. And I thought that would be really cool yeah. to see, but it wasn't. So
2: <laughs> I, w- I wish you could go camping every week and make a vlog every week.
0: Yeah. It's actually like so much work to do that. Like mm. it was way it was way yeah. more work than I thought. And on top of that, when I looked back over the footage, missing a bunch of it, I kinda went, oh, That kinda sucks. Anyways. Thanks for reminding me about yeah. uh, could, you, t-
2: could you imagine being a daily vlogger? Like No. You would have no life. Yeah, like that being bored you were talking about before, Molly, that would disappear.
1: Big <laughs> board. What are you what are you talking about?
2: Big be, being bored.
1: What? <laughs> what did I say? Yes. A big board. You said
0: anyway. Anyway. You said you went to go get like inspiration because you didn't know what to do.
1: Yeah, you, you said oh, you didn't you know what to mean, do with your song. I thought you meant a little bit like a weird. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I just looked at when you said that I just looked at Granny going, I remember when I used to be bored. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. The, when you have kids, you don't remember that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you, Morley? What's your client for the week?
1: So I had um, a book re- recommended to me recently. Um, the book is called 507 Mechanical Movements by Henry T. Brown. It is exactly as it sounds. So holding it up to the camera right now mm. for the, the boys in the chat. Um, it's essentially just – illustrations in descriptions of um, mechanical movements. And this was originally published in 1908, I believe. So kind of like Grant was talking about. Uh, but- yeah. Kind of like Grant was originally talking about. Um, sorry. Kind of like Grant was talking about earlier. It's really amazing to see the ingenuity. And as Jimmy DiResta would say, the gizmosity of stuff that people figured out to Make the world work. Um, they has like yeah. all sorts of gear layouts, um, clutches, pulley layouts, some like watch mechanisms, <laughs> water wheels, um, any sort of like just crazy mechanism you can think of. And there actually is a website that goes along with it where they animate a lot of the. Um, oh, cool! The movement. Hmm. So it's, it's. I find it kind of fun to kind of look at it and try to figure out how it would work because it's. I don't know if you look at like old engineering drawings, it's that. It's not always immediately apparent how it would work, but also get that. Um, what were you to say? That
2: book looks like a definition of the reason I dropped out of engineering studies.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's nice <laughs> to not have, like, if there's no assignment attached to it, so it's, it's nice. To yeah. The but, um, just it's interesting. To- Cause
0: I, I, I dropped out of engineering, not because of that. <laughs> I dropped out of it for different reasons. So we, all three of us did engineering studies, but only one of us graduated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like getting into 3d printing. It's a, it's a cool thing to have around. I have a few books. I have a bunch of books that I just have to kind of like flip through, uh, for inspiration and, um, yeah. It's
0: awesome. That that looks like a cool book worth worth getting for some inspiration for sure.
1: It's like I got it for like seven bucks on Amazon. I I needed something to push my cart over the three free shipping threshold. So I
0: I have Amazon Prime, so I don't have to worry about that, but uh, (sighs) big money here. Um, Yeah.
2: Amazon here (laughs) is crap. Yeah. Which we talked about before. Yeah. I have eBay plus, which is like, Amazon Prime. Oh.
0: But it doesn't come with with TV shows like The Boys. Or Marvelous Missing Anyways. Or so. Grant, what's your recommendation? Oh, I want to. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to recommend Babim Bam, which is uh, – Yeah, is what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Babim Bam is short for My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's a comedy podcast, comedy advice podcast. They don't give advice about comedy. They give comedic of responses to people who ask advice questions. Um it's Three Brothers. Um and they're just really I I don't know, I've been like I've listened to every sort single of like- one of their episodes. They got they just crossed the I think five hundred and thirty episode uh threshold, but they're just really funny.
2: Do they have a um like are they maker oriented or
0: they are not. No they they are so not like they they are the, the non maker least-
2: version of AskCast.
0: Well, Yeah, Yeah. But uh, you yeah. like uh, but they actually are funny. <laughs> 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 All right. They actually respond they actually read that, the questions that, and and are say, and give funny answers and don't just go that, on tangents. That,
2: that clip's going on the Instagram story tagging uh, yeah. Ask us.
0: Yeah, go for it. You can take them <laughs> and also take ZH fabrications, take Paul Jackman and cut take grass. <laughs> If like Graz is funny, but otherwise, you know, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> Graz is the only one I think that would actually see the tag. That's why I said that. Um, oh, <laughs> the rest of them are too big. Um,
2: it made me laugh with a mouthful of beef,
0: <laughs> anyways. Let's move on to the AOB or the any other business. Um, do you guys have an AOB? Yeah, I wanted
2: to, um, Ask your guys' opinion on Instagram. So, like, I don't – I'm not in the shop enough to post daily and keep my audience engaged, if you know what I mean. So, what is your guys' thoughts on, like, making it more personal? I have done it a couple of times over the last week, like, making a story of being at the gym and all that sort of stuff. Do you think if I made posts about that that it would annoy people, being that it's, like, make a Mackie and – not maker related posts. This could be a whole other
1: episode. Um, I think.
0: I think. That I agree. This should be a whole other episode. But I'll answer <laughs> quickly and say, posts should be curated and stories should be personal. Yeah,
1: okay. I would. I would disclaim that of like you should just do whatever you want. But um, okay, yeah. fair. But <laughs> I, if you're looking to grow, that is. If that, you're looking to grow, that is kind of how different. I operate. All right. In in it, that, like I think. I mean, I think it's. Becoming clear and clear that stories are consumed way more than posts on Instagram now. Um, Okay, and because they expire in twenty four. That's that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I I at least think that way. I mean, when I look at how many people are looking at stuff, and I mean, they serve different purposes. But can you see how many people have viewed your story? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I've never looked into that. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think it's a fun. You know, if anything, it's a it's a good medium for experimentation just if you try it expires in 24 hours and if uh you don't like it then it's gone yeah
2: i think um like personally i think that like with a story it's something more for the people that follow you and a post is more of like yeah for the people that follow you but also to try and get more people to follow you if that makes sense or do you think that people would follow you from a story i've got followers from a story so that will get pushed out to people even if it doesn't get shared
0: small number but yes Okay. So, uh, I've, I've found that the like, yeah, do what it, let's have a whole topic about this. Let's not go any further in this. I, say, yeah. if because I have
2: another question then, like really just going to push this. Out. <laughs> let's, so, yeah, let's
0: <laughs> move this into the next, next episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, no, let's make it next week because I think, okay, I think that like I think that it needs to be talked about now. And I have so many ideas and things I want to say, okay, and I don't think I could wait yeah. longer. Uh, so, the other thing we're going to say is we're going to be getting some stickers for, for the Creating, Living, and Making podcast, or CLAMP as we like to call it, and uh, and patrons are going to get stickers first. So, uh, or maybe they're going to be the only people who get stickers. I was going to
2: say – yeah, Patreon's going to be the other people that to get sick
0: Well, Stick okay. to the story, Grant. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just got overruled on there. And the last thing when of it, the AOB... this is his beer <laughs> money. Yes, I do. That's true. Right. I forgot about that. Um, go look at the goals on Patreon to understand that. Uh, the last thing <laughs> is we wanted to thank uh, TF Turning for the use of our theme song because we haven't been doing that. And I think we should because I think it was really nice for him to compose that for us.
1: Yeah, I love it. It always pops me yeah, up whenever. Definitely, especially with that t- yeah, sh- yeah. of the beer opening.
2: Especially, especially when we get that good beer crack at the beginning that I can put in there. Yeah. <laughs> when we don't get that, I just I don't put it in, and it just is not the
0: same. It's not. You should just like use one. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so where can na- Yeah, it's fair enough. Well, I opened enough beer cans during the. Thing that you should be able to get at least one um where can everyone find you adam
2: uh you can find me at com. i'll have links i have links to all my socials on there and i'm about to start a twitter called the grant alexander
0: <laughs> you can't because that's too long and that's why i'm not on twitter TDA. uh where can everyone
1: find you I morley also, i'm not on twitter can you find me like, yeah. at morley kurt just about everywhere what about you grant
0: It. And- you can find me at The Grant Alexander, or as Christy likes to call it, The Great Alexander. Um, and uh, also on TheGrantAlexander.com. Uh, so that's. And you can find us collectively at ClapGast on uh, Instagram at clamp.buzzsprout.com is our website. And uh, I think we might start up a Twitter. Yeah, And we also have a Facebook. Good. I might have some fun with the Twitter. Yeah.
2: Did, do we want to mention why we're going to start a Twitter?
0: No, we're going we're gonna to keep it a secret until we actually do it. Yeah. Stay okay. tuned. If so, you Okay, hold on. Stay tuned. If you follow we'll us on social media, it phone, yeah. you'll find out. We'll talk about it in the after show. Yes. Right.
1: Bye. <laughs>
0: Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Love you.
2: I got a pen here. Don't ruin it. There, I got three to get through. Ooh.
0: Somebody just finished work.
1: Oh. Look, look, Canadian beer.
0: Is that Canadian? See. Well, it was
1: uh, originally it's, Canadian. My- it's now American. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's my favorite beer. It's really hard to get over
2: here, but for those listening, it's.